popcorn. Where you Caramel take corn with white chocolate and black chocolate. Where you take a few things that you like, put them on popcorn. Is that your water? Call it good. Call it good, yeah. Don't drink it all, but yeah, that's my water. And that's a case of it working. But you know what didn't work? The what? puppets in this damn movie we just watched. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello. How's it going? Sorry for crunching in your ears. Sorry, not sorry. Right. I'm, um, I'm Jacob. I'm Casey. And we're related. It's true. So, and we've got a special guest with us today for this episode of Disney Channel Surfers. Say oh. hello. Hey, Josh. Didn't see you there. <laughs> Hi, Casey. <laughs> Jacob. Oh, yep, here You're I am. Too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this is Josh. This is Casey's husband. Husband of... Just celebrated our five-year wedding anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've been together for 11 years. Yes. Oh, um, love. Oh, love. Don't you just love love? I have zero love for a can of worms. Um, zero love. Um, so, so sorry about this. If you are, um, following along with us, um, because all these DCOMs are now available on Disney plus. Um, so if you've been following along with us, you had to watch this monstrosity. So sorry about that. But you know, once you find out who's responsible for this monstrosity, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, so Casey, we've been on a pretty good run. <laughs> we we've had some pretty good movies um come our way um yeah you lucky dog excluded yes you lucky dog great. excluded exactly i was gonna say there was that one exception you lucky dog but i mean i mean xenon that was a good one and oh, so halloween good. town so um good. and then this thing and it is by as it turns out the same director of you lucky dog so that explains a lot it's um, and the dude's name is Paul Schneider. Um, I got it right this time. Paul Yay. Schneider. Um, and yeah, he is the uh, director of this one. It was written by the same author of the book. Yep, that's right. This is based on a book. And uh, the author's name is... Give me one second. How did I not know this? So this was written by the same author of the book, Kathy Mackle. Yeah, Mackle. Um, and so she wrote the the book and the script for this thing. So you'd think, so I have no desire to read the book then. Like normally I'd make the case of, um, oh, maybe the book's better. Yeah. I have zero desire to read the book. Uh, I don't even want to listen to the audiobook. <laughs> no part of me wants anything to do with this. And, uh, so Josh, you're our guest. What did you think of can of worms? I thought the aliens were uh, very despicable. So gross. They were disgusting. Who's your least <laughs> favorite? I was going to say who's your favorite alien, your favorite but alien? that's difficult to rank. Uh, your least favorite alien. I think this is unanimous. I hated the green one. Yeah, the green one, which it's called the what's it? The no bone. Idea. What? I was trying to think of the uh, aliens. So yeah, there's this one alien in it. He's green. He's blobby looking, and he's called the bone. The boom. The boom, which was confusing. When he said his name, it sounded like he was saying the bone. Yeah, and, uh, I did. that threw me for a little bit. In April of 1999, Bill Gates' personal fortune makes him the wealthiest individual in the world. Wow. Bill Gates. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. This is the, yep, this is the year. Yep. 
uh, Futurama debuts. Oh, that makes sense. See, I'm noticing. So we were. We were just really into future shit. We were. Xenon, hello. Yeah. Um, Shakespeare in Love won the Best Picture Award at the the Academy Awards. Pretty good movie. Not Best Picture. Go on. Agreed. Um, Family Guy debuts. Oh, my gosh. The world was never the same. Yeah. 99 is an intense year. And that's act- that's funny because, yeah, um, they actually have an episode in that first season about Y2K. Of huh. course they do. Yeah. Um, the euro was established, combining 12 countries' currencies. Best sandwich ever. <laughs> um, oh, the I currency. I found this bizarre. I just thought it had been around a lot longer than The 89. euro, yeah. So that's within our, yeah, that's within our lifetime. Huh. Right. Yeah, that um, is weird. I Very weird. Yep. Interesting. Really awkward. Um, because yeah, before that, uh, yeah, it's just yeah, shillings, pounds, yeah, all that right. stuff. Yeah. Um, MySpace was introduced. Tom, you son of a bitch. <laughs> He's our friend. <laughs> um, DSL was introduced. So faster way to internet, not really, but oh, <laughs> oh, that DSL cable DSL, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then our number one song was "I Believe" by Cher. Hmm. Oh, good song. What was the... uh, You probably don't have... Do you remember what the number one was before this? Hit Me Baby One More Time Uh, by Britney Spears. Interesting. So we have the new school and now we got the old school. Damn good song, though. It it deserves its spot. Um, Sure, it's just... And who knows, uh, next month she'll be taken down. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, awesome. Um, So... These aliens uh, were puppets in this movie, and uh, unlike, you know, Jim Henson Company, who makes pretty, you know, whimsical, fun, you know, kind of cool-looking alien, uh, Muppet-looking things, um, these puppets were disturbing, um, mostly because they had this style where they were humanoid-looking mouths, and that was just really disturbing to watch, because uh, when they would talk, it's just, it's a huge mouth coming out of this plastic you know foam rubber looking latex thing um and that was uh yeah not enjoyable to look at especially when you have a creature like the bone who that scene that went on for way too long you know the one i'm talking about um where the bone shows up for the first time and he's in the faucet and he comes down (laughs) and uh the lead character whose name is mike pillsbury um has like a plate of food and the bohm like eats all of this food. That was definitely one of the longest scenes I had ever seen. I remember him going on and trying to answer a phone call in the middle of this alien creature devouring this plate of food and making terrible noises. Totally. And it and so speaking of which, the food on this plate was uh questionable too cuz it's like um, so, uh, the lead character, Mike Pillsbury, goes upstairs with a plate of food, and it consists of, like, a hamburger, tortilla chips, and corn, and corn on the cob. Um, so, already I'm like, what the hell is this kid eating? Like, no wonder he's weird. Um, the kid, dude's got a weird diet. But then you realize, okay, once the puppet shows up and starts eating, it's like, oh, this is why. Um, they needed to make this as uh, disgusting as possible. And so what better way to do that than with corn on the cob? And it was disgusting. And he eats it, and then ugh, the bodily functions of this puppet were so weird. 
and I couldn't make heads or tails of what the puppet was made out of because it was like part bag, but also part that latex stuff. Um, and he like spews steam or something out of his body and like makes fart noises and stuff. Yeah, uh, the gross factor was top notch here. For those of you unfamiliar, like the story of Can of Worms tells the story of Mike Pillsbury, who's kind of this outcast kid um, who loves to tell stories. Yeah, he loves to tell stories. He's a football player, but I think that's more like from pressuring from his dad, who's kind of like a toxic masculine guy. Right. And I recognize the dad. He was he was in the movie uh, Kick-Ass, both one and two. And yeah. uh, he plays the dad in that, too. And so, yeah, he... Uh, yeah, he tends to play the dad. Like, there's those uh, actors out there who tend to play dads. Kind of like, oh, I don't know, the dad from Home Alone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who I always know as the dad from Home Alone. But, Mike, yeah, you're right. And that was weird, wasn't it, that he was on the football team? I felt it was weird because the football uh, kids were, like, picking on him and mean to him. And it was weird for them to have, like, a nerdy football player. Right. Um, Just because in my school... All of the football players were more like popular kids and mm-hmm. and hung out with each other. And even if they didn't like each other, they didn't like pick on each other like that, you know? Yeah. And right, Mike has a Mike has a bully, um, like all you know, like all outcasts do. And uh, that bully, um, so Scott Schreibner. And that's Schreibner. why it's because we got Scott, we got Paul Schneider, and then we got freaking. Scott Schreibner, ugh, um, in one movie. God, very confusing. Ugh. That's why, from henceforth, he shall be Scott and <laughs> nothing else. That's Even right. though I'm pretty sure they call him like Schreibner through the whole they thing. They do, which is a weird nickname. That's a long last name to have people call you. Yeah, and uh, stupid last name. No, <laughs> um, so dumb. But. And the level of bullying we've got going on here, I love that it is a school where the nerds bully other nerds because, uh, you know, Scott isn't just a muscle head. He's also perfectly smart himself, perfectly intelligent himself. Yeah, because the stuff he does in this is pretty intense. Builds a giant communication beacon to outer space and sends messages through it. That's Mike. Right. But still, it gets done. <laughs> Scott is the one that, He's like, the computer hacker. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's and see, talk about that. Oh, yeah, that great scene. I loved that scene. Um, so they're in computer class, right? Yeah. And then uh, doesn't Scott start it? Like Scott starts yes. the... No, it's a war of floppy disks. It's a war of floppy disks, remember? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I can't I remember what Scott does first. Yeah, he takes that over is the what screen. He did. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then, yeah, Mike Pillsbury brings out his uh, flash drive, which I love that, you know, these were, you know, this was how it was done. Uh, compact yeah, discs, new. floppy disks. Oh, my God. And, and the then, big computers just brought me back to computer class. Yeah, the ones that have backs to them. Yes. Like TVs used to. Um, <laughs> and then did you recognize uh, Mike Pillsbury's best friend? Yeah. Yeah, it was played by Adam Wiley, who we... We love him. Yeah, we know him from Under Wraps. He played Under Gilbert. Wraps. And he was in Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah. That's right. Bomb bomb kid. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And uh, if you follow him on, on 
if you follow him on Instagram, you'll see that he's like a magician right now, which totally makes sense. Oh my gosh, so fitting. <laughs> and I, could, I couldn't love him more, honestly. I know, and he's just so into it. Like, he's so charming and like, yeah, he's a great guy um, from what I can tell. Just really nice and personable. Um, he was on uh, Christy Carlson Romano's show and all that stuff. He's also on the Gilmore Guys podcast. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. No way. Yeah, That's I know you don't amazing. like Gilmore Girls, yeah. but you should listen to the episode because he's so entertaining. So in it. nice. He um, tells fun stories. Yeah, good. And see, and this is great because his uh, voice is totally different in this movie. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, and then uh, the Adam Wiley character who's named Nick, um, he's got like a little brother who likes to hang around. He always likes to hear um, Mike Pillsbury's stories and stuff. Right. Which, so by the way, cute. so this is what threw me off about the character altogether is this, I mean, I enjoy the oral tradition of storytelling as much as the next guy. And I believe that we definitely need to maintain it and all this stuff. But it just doesn't seem like something that's in for kids these days, you know? Mike Pillsbury likes to use visual aids for his storytelling, mm -hmm. you know, which makes it a little more accessible and entertaining. And he loves to tell the story about these blue, weird, alien species. Uh, yeah. And uh, he loves to tell stories about those. So Mike has eyes for this girl, um, Caitlin, played by Erica Christensen. Who you might know from Parenthood. Yeah, you recognize her immediately. Right? Yeah, she's <laughs> Julia from Parenthood, who I really, really loved so much. Who and overall until I found something out. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get there. Um, Erica Christensen overall enjoyed her performance in the movie. I thought she was good. Um, how do you? F how do we feel about Mike Pillsbury, our lead actor? Uh, his voice kind of annoys me. The voice, yeah, yes. it's very over articulate. It just sounds like he's trying so hard to sound like a nerd. And I think we talked about this. Um, we had a replacement for him in mind. Like, the who was it? The kid. It might have been just from... Oh, from Twas the Night. Yeah, he oh, would have yeah. been, been, been a good so Mike Pillsbury. He would have been so much better. Yeah. I mean, this kid, don't get me wrong. Like, his acting is fine. Mm. It's just the voice. That, and I don't know. I should have looked it up. But, like... I don't know if that's just how he talks either. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? And people can't help their voice. Mm -hmm. And as far as the where are they now, like he's a big Broadway actor right now. So which kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Because he is articulate and you have to be when you're a Broadway actor. Yeah. Um, and then Josh, how do you feel about Mike Pillsbury? Um, definitely an awkward individual. Grim likes him. <laughs> That's my cat. Um, yeah, I just you want to root for him, but I guess after a while he, after a while he starts to wear on you, I guess. Um, and he definitely has um, weird expectations when it comes to the Caitlyn character and everything. Yeah, don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah, like they end up working together for prom, right? Uh, because she wants his brain. Um, yeah, like she literally, she wants to take it out of his head. No, yeah, just kidding. Just cut him open. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, she they work together on prom. Uh, or is it prom? Or like, I think it's homecoming. It's just homecoming um, or Halloween. Because it's fall or a Halloween dance. Yeah, it's one because of, they have like or weird... Halloween or maybe it's like both. Because some schools kind of yeah. combine that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she wants his help, like making it the coolest dance ever. 
Um, and so they come up they with this entire scheme. Make a pretty cool, make a pretty cool setup and all that. Um, he's got like puppets hanging from the ceiling and stuff coming through, and this big thing in the middle of the room that rotates and stuff like that. Um, and then we have a total carry moment though, because then the Schreibner kid comes along and decides to sabotage the whole the whole um, setup. Um, I think he uses a floppy disk. Now um, he makes it go haywire which uh their version of like going haywire is like it goes in the opposite direction that was crazy (laughs) seriously that threw me off and then uh the music like it's weird like and then oh by the way it starts a fire in the middle of school in the middle of the dance yeah um and the teacher like uses a fire extinguisher and it soaks him right yeah and like right before all of this haywire stuff started happening like mike went up and did a speech which i was like not fond of oh the speech you know i was like you're being kind of cocky yeah like i don't know i just that definitely made me dislike his character even more so yeah, it's so weird. Like these these characters, like you can humble. get it wrong, I guess, um, because it's like I see what they're doing. Like everybody loves an underdog and an outsider and everything like that, but sometimes some some things have to be earned. Um, and he goes and you know since he you know totally embarrassed and the girl who is doesn't even care is like trying to help him really like yeah, apparently. She's, she's but he just treats it like, oh, she doesn't want me either. Meh. And he runs home and uh, accesses the satellite that they have just in their backyard. You know, like people do. Right. And uh, rigs up this thing where all you have to do. I didn't know it was a CC. You just have to plug in your laptop to the lap or plug in your laptop to the satellite. And uh, you can just put on a headset and start speaking. And uh, what do they call that? Josh. Talk back. Talk to text. Speech to text. Speech to text. Which at this time, this movie came out in 1999, right? Um, did that? Did they have that back then? Most likely. <laughs> 19... Most likely. Um, um, but what was? Would you be able to like plug a laptop into a satellite like that, Josh? Do you know? Um, I don't know. And broadcast a message to the, you know, our space full extent of the galaxy. Well, he was fortunate enough to have the lightning hit the rod when he was transmitting. So, right. I mean, with those factors, right. it's just very hard to tell. Well-placed <laughs> lightning, because everybody knows lightning goes extends all the way out to the far reaches of space. Yeah, that was weird. Like, that, like that. I love how lightning, though, is like the, <laughs> the equalizer. Like, yeah, it just, it's like, oh, if there's lightning, like, it, and honestly, like, I was in that boat. Like, I bought it. It's like, oh, lightning. Oh, okay. Please, children, don't play with metal rods and the lightning. No. Yeah, this idiot. Like, yeah, there was clearly a storm going on, and he's out in the backyard with his satellite. Please, children, don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so does this message thing, uh, which, oh, that's what threw me off, is, like, it was very, it was all well, uh, it all had the right punctuation and stuff like that. It was all well formatted. Like, I don't think you can voice that like don't you have to say comma and everything and like period. that period uh-huh. but he was just uh rattling off and it was just all perfectly like manicured um it's the computer just knew what he wanted yeah like i even have to tell my phone if i want to start a new paragraph like if i'm voicing to text uh email right 
and I this do that sometimes okay don't judge me <laughs> this whole idea of like so i love this idea of broadcasting a message to space because and he like excuse me and he like reaches out asking to be saved essentially it's like i'm being held against my will um please come rescue me. come and get me <laughs> <laughs> it says it all dramatically so dramatic um lightning you know and uh messages out but who heard it um we'll find that out the next day um so i do like this idea because it reminds me of the uh what are they called the the voyager satellites or something Mm -hmm. which have you heard of the the, these satellites that were launched out into space like years ago and uh there were two and um one of them maybe both of them but one has since stopped working uh one has like a golden record in it and it has all of the in all the different languages of the world um kids like saying you know hello from citizens of earth and stuff like this and this record is constantly playing um and the thought being like if a satellite you know the signal could get picked up and like we have intelligent life that could contact us and all this stuff um look into it like uh Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about it. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a known, like, whatever, space fact, um, mm-hmm. space, space thing, the Voyager. Um, yeah, there's two of them. Mm-hmm. And it's still out there. Right. And there's, there's one that's still broadcasting the message and it's like way out there. Um, so it's kind of interesting it's that it's still going. Um, and kind of creepy at the same time. Cause they know just they're this... out there just trying to reach them. Yeah. <laughs> just like Mike. <laughs> and meanwhile, aliens are like, oh, fuck that. Nope, yeah, not going nowhere near that thing. We've heard about these humans. <laughs> I've seen can of worms. <laughs> yeah, we know. And they're not worth it. Um, so next day, uh, Mike gets visited by the the bome, which is that disgusting alien we talked about at the beginning. Uh, uh, there's this stupid alien... Um, do they even have a name for it? Let's see here. The orange one? Yeah, the loafer. Um, and that's the one that's like a car salesman. Like, Mike goes over to Caitlin's, like, because the phone conversation she got fucked up. One last chance. One last chance. I'll give you one last chance, Mike. And then she, she's coming down the stairs. And time freezes. And yeah. we realize that there's this new alien in town. And I hated this whole setup. I hated this whole lead up to the reveal of the alien because I hate when they do this because the 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 alien is like in frame right and like it's walking behind Mike and then it ducks out of frame and then Mike turns around and acts like he doesn't see anything but it's like the alien should be like right there in front yeah, of him. Yeah, <laughs> that that whole entire scene was so weird and so drawn out. Shot like that's so that's I... what Paul Schneider does best is long shots of things we don't want to be looking at. Yeah, and like honestly, I don't know. I hated. The, I know you're supposed to not like him, but I really, really hated the car salesman type. And so clearly, all these aliens are like wanting him to come back with them, and they're trying to win his affections. Right. I don't like car salesmen very much, so I don't. I didn't care for that character. And then you realize they all kind of have like a salesman aspect to them. Like this they guy, do. yeah, he reminded me of a car salesman, or maybe even like a, a agent. Um, cause, yeah, he he has the ability to freeze time, which that what an alien like to have the <laughs> the power of cool all power. time and space. Because um, <laughs> yeah, he freezes like the whole neighborhood at some point. I 
think yeah he would have to because like nobody notices anything and he can teleport like he teleports mike away let's go somewhere more private across the street right he leaves and then yeah and then mike leaves after him freezes the time and he's across the street and caitlin's down at the bottom of the stairs and she's pissed because yeah that was his chance that was his last chance last chance so uh that ends like um and by this time like the nick character comes over and like sees the mess left over by the bone and all this stuff and he's like wow okay it's official you've lost it because mike tries to tell him everything yeah, and of aliens, course comes yeah. across as insane as um should. yep yeah. um adam wiley doesn't buy it starts to leave and then we get uh the little brother is there and then caitlin shows up to return something <laughs> which is all this is all just perfectly planned out to get all of our characters in one place very good so timing. well done so good um good job on paul schneider's part and the author um uh-huh. so uh we get all of our characters one place and uh the treehouse which uh is owned by mike and that's where he tells the stories and everything is inhabited by a bunch of other aliens one of which casey you know the one um the, sex god? the <laughs> goddess the female yes alien the she only female so uncomfortable there's one Why? girl what about alien, it? one girl, guys, and they had to make her interested in him sexually. Like, she was definitely What makes you think she was interested in him sexually? Telling him she was going to take him places. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't, I couldn't one get girl, past the big girl. lips. These and the big, big lips, yeah, and try, and making, like, the noises at him and, Ooh, yeah. yeah breathy and ugh. i love how like they're all trying to get this guy to i don't even understand their motivations behind so they want to get mike pillsbury to like sell Join their products and stuff them. yeah yeah to be the face of their whatever their companies and i do like this idea that even in space you can't get away from like commerce and that like, is fun commercialism and stuff but uh what's the doggy lane theme Oh yeah, God, and we've totally Sorry, overlooked uh, okay. Barnabas, it's like the probably one of the best actors in the movie. And he's a dog. He is a dog, and he's got a collar. A collar that has lips on it that move. Because we just can't get enough of like lips, mouths. Creepy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's Barnabas, Barnabas, voiced by Malcolm McDowell, who was uh, most known. for most infamously known for uh, Clockwork Orange, which is a great Stanley Kubrick film, really twisted. Uh, but he's in a lot of things. Uh, he make, he does a lot of voice work. He was also in, like, uh, uh, Fairy Tale Theater as the Big Bad Wolf. Um, he's yeah. done a few different things. Um, he, he was just, also in Entourage for a little bit. and Yeah, he likes to voice. do guest spots. Um, and really, like, scary-looking eyes and everything. Um, but uh, we don't get to see those because he's just lending his voice to this character. Um, yeah, Barnabas is there, and he's, like, uh, proposed to Mike that he could leave at any point, and Mike's even entertaining the idea of leaving. Right. Um, the galaxy forever, which, you know what? The way things are right now, I don't blame him. No. <laughs> um, don't run away from your problems, kid. Yeah. Uh, so, and there's also this other alien that shows up at the group with, uh, like, two heads, but only one head communicates like the other head never like i don't even know why they bothered putting that on the puppet because that mouth never interacts never speaks up or anything yeah, it was so weird because there's like one head on top of the other like one head and then a mouth and then upside down head or whatever um yeah it was really weird 
and they're all trying to get him to come with them and then the thode shows up which is a bad dude it's uh they describe him as like a like an alien poacher i guess um who uh traverses the galaxy searching for different trophies so he likes to find different challenges and go to different planets and find intelligent beings um they normally overlooked earth but then mike pillsbury came along who they can't get enough of telling us he is so special so intelligent so special superhuman smart just he's the best the best um and the uh, Thode shows up, but accidentally steals away uh, the little brother of Nick. Um, and so, of course, uh, they want to save the kid. Um, but they have. But the only way to get the Thode to come back is to convince him that there's a prime specimen on the planet. And they decide to break into the house of uh, Schreibner, which that was disturbing to me. Like, they full-on break into this kid's house. Yeah. And uh, Adam Wiley character is even hanging out there with a pig mask. It was very sick. Like, I was Real ready weird. for the Schreibner kid to wail on him, but he just he takes it very nicely, just he gets did. out of bed um, and holds him by the collar and is like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, uh, Mike's calling you out. I'm pretty sure that's how they refer to it. Um, but they say, he's calling you out. It's like, oh, really? And like, they go, he goes thinking that they're going to throw down. Turns out they don't. Um, they just want, and they, Mike convinces him. Like, this is once again, like them trying to show us that, look how smart he is. He convinces this bully to help them. Remember? Making the bully think that he didn't want to do it because he was afraid. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Because that's how you bait him. Are you scared? Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and then it all comes down to, I dare you. Fate of the Galaxy re- relies on a dare. So uh, they all get together. They go to the treehouse. Schreibner's there. Um, and the Thode shows back up, brings him into his big ship, um, which is, I loved this idea. Like, it was the size of a zoo. Um, and they even describe it as like an intergalactic zoo or something. And uh, they get on there and there's all these different cells with different creatures. Like one's like a magma looking creature. And then one of them, Mike recognizes. Um, it's like the aliens from his stories. Which was confusing to me because me does too. that mean he is an alien or knows of them? <laughs> yeah, I was... I was wholeheartedly expecting the end of this to be like him reuniting with his alien family. <laughs> it's bizarre, but true. I was waiting for that to happen. It didn't, but I was waiting for it to. Yeah. And then there was the scene where he communicates through their heads and they're staring at each other. And then <laughs> the alien inside looks at him and then he knows how to unlock a magical pattern on the door. <laughs> And then he frees the alien right. from his dreams. And then I was, that pattern, like, he uses the same one. And I was trying to see this, like, if it was significant in any way. I no. didn't get anything. <laughs> okay, you didn't pick up on anything? Okay. I was like, no, ooh, is he wasn't. spelling something? No, no. it's 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 nothing. <laughs> um, And, yeah, you're right. They find, like, that jewel. They... Yeah, they get that jewel from around the Thode's collar, which the Thode looks like, surprise, surprise, is like a... Uh, a human but 
frog like hybrid looking thing right um and has a disgusting tongue like everything else in this movie it's disgusting kids yeah they uh pull a scooby-doo booby trap um on him and that part i liked a little bit yeah that was kind of fun um using his own stuff against him which why would why was that there right like why was that uh so that they could capture perfectly (laughs) convenient like cage uh dangling uh there whatever yeah you know Paul Schneider's philosophy is just don't think about it. <laughs> yeah, if you don't think about anything in here, nope, it's still a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, they get that jewel thing, like Josh said, they break out that alien or they free that alien, and then they find like the main control system, and Mike opens it and frees everybody. Um. And they pick up, yeah, the little brother and Schreibner, who Schreibner has had a turn for the better now he understands mike a little better for some reason (laughs) because the little kid tells him a story and that solves your problems too just tell a story yeah um and uh they managed to break out of there just in time the thode though shows up uh and wraps his tongue around mike and is like gonna drag him away and uh but uh barnabas uses his collar to contact the police and manages to actually bark which is so primitive for his people because <laughs> they have these callers now excuse me that's how they communicate they and uh he views like being pet as very you know uh uncool and uh yeah barking is primitive so I he barks more emotional hmm? the petting thing doesn't he pet him at the end of it yeah oh, but but when he first shows <laughs> but when he first shows up uh mike tries to pet him and he's like oh please no oh. touching um Cop shows up. I loved this cop because his whole voice sounded like it was coming out of an intercom the whole time. Yes, it did. So that has to suck. Like when he, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he just yeah, he's always yelling. And uh, I want an explanation, and it better be good. Um, and uh, they do. They they catch the throat of time. All is well. You know the the authorities uh, square everything away. Mike starts to explain everything, and uh, the reason he decides to remain on Earth is because. Well, love. Yeah, I guess. Uh, for the girl, it's like, why would I leave when I've got you or whatever yeah. it is? Something equally cheesy. Um, so the level of cheesy. They end up together. It's all good. Oh, and Barnabas uh, says his says his goodbyes at the end. Um, you may scratcheth my ears. Yes, and boy, does Mike do that. Sexual sounds ensue. <laughs> That's what I wrote down because oh my. Mm. It, was disturbing. Mm, mm, yeah, mm. If I have my eyes closed, like, <laughs> would not think they were doing what they were doing. Yeah. Poor Malcolm McDowell. Um, he's like, yeah. I worked with Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> what the bloody hell am I doing here? Um, yeah. So awkward. And then the movie ends. Um, Barnabas goes away, and, uh, yep, yeah, and Mike gets to, uh, tell another story. Yeah. Um, not much was resolved, but there you go. That's pretty much the movie. And that's Can um, of Worms. Not that great, uh, I but will not. Say, now, between this and You Lucky Dog, Casey. I prefer this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do think this movie showed. I think it was my first ever seeing of like what social media bullying could be like. Yeah. Like when they took over the computers. Right. And, and uh, Schreibner's face, face was on a pig. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, dang, that's not that much different than how they bully now. (coughs) Um, Totally. 
Because this movie was out, this movie came out in 99. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to me that this one follows up um, Xenon, actually. It's very weird. Um, Because you'd think that this would be the one to, and who knows, but who knows what the filming order was. Like, they kind of film these all at the same time. Um, But, yeah, um, I, and this is, notice they are kind of on this kick of, like, sci-fi futuristic stuff. Um, yeah. especially this is 99. We got to count down to the new year. Um, My 2K panic. It's coming. Um, oh, I think we talked about it on the last episode. Josh, you were in a plane on Y2K. Um, that's what I told everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were, cause weren't you guys coming home from Florida on that day? <laughs> <laughs> I really thought that he told me that he was coming. I wonder home. what planes were like on that day though. I've been. been. I bet people were freaked out. Or you might have been at the bowling alley. No. No, this was the year you went to Disney World. Hmm. Yeah. On New Year's night, we were in a... Disney World? No, there was a lightning storm in Florida, though, and we were Hmm. outdoors in an indoor pool. Oh, that's safe. (laughs) No Y2K panic here, guys. Yeah, just lightning. Um, Just like the movie, bringing it back. Yeah, right? (laughs) Um, okay, so that's Can of Worms. Um, let's see. Uh, should we turn to our Collider magazine? Yeah, um, let's do it. I just, oh I can't God. believe it's included in the top 30. Anyway, the writer, so the writer who gets the credit for this movie, Kathy Mackle, um, she just gets the screen credit. Like, apparently it went through several rewrites after her, so maybe she isn't totally to blame, guys. Still, I'm not reading the book. Um, Same. Wow, this is just a roller coaster. They rehired her. <laughs> what were they thinking? This is another one that was filmed in Canada. Yeah, Disney loves Canadians. Tw- similar to Twas the Night. Um, that makes sense. It wasn't blaring sunlight. That's why they were able to get some of that storminess and wind and everything. Why isn't there a Disneyland in Canada? Let's talk about Whoa, that. Whoa, interesting question. Canadians probably know better. No, they want one. I'm oh, part they of the do? Disneyland group. Oh. Oh, yeah. Disney hates Canadians. It's the altitude up north. Yeah. Yeah, but what about the warmer? Isn't there warmer climate in Canada? Or no, it's all cold. Not really, actually. <laughs> so that might be a problem. I mean, he's not like an idiot. <laughs> I have only been to Canada one time so far in my life, but I'm excited to go back. So, consulting the Collider magazine, which is by our good friend Aubrey Page, um, she wrote this in uh, 2016. She took a hundred of the DCOMs of the time and ranked them one to one hundred. Um, we've kind of been following along with each movie that we've been covering. Um, Can of Worms falls where on this list? Number thirty-eight. Out of one hundred. So. How? Just to put that into context, 38, that puts it above, uh, well, you lucky dog. Uh, <laughs> that's not hard. But no, it put, so she liked this more than uh, Horse Sense, uh, the movie Going to the Mat. She enjoys this more than, let's see here, Full Court Miracle. I can't what? wait to get to that Read one. Read Weep. Double Teamed. She likes it more than double teamed. Oh my god, Daniel, that's harsh. So, Casey, you think that's a little high? For me, it would have been ninety nine, <laughs> and the only one worse would be the Lucky Dog. Yeah, which is number one hundred. Thirty eight's pretty high. Um, so opens right up with there's a lot of talent at work here in Can of Worms. So I already can't 
believe this message. Um, mm. Paul Schneider sits at the director's chair. Um, so I have to look into this in more detail, and I'll let you guys know next episode. She claims that Jim Henson's behind the surprisingly creepy alien creatures. I just don't see it. Like, Jim How? Henson has such a specific look. Yeah, you and you can tell normally. Um, so I just don't agree. I'll look into it, though. Although she is a journalist. I mean, who's to say? Yeah, you would think she would have to have the sources uh girls are loved old technology takes center stage and in the end everything goes back to normal with a simple lesson learned i'm not sure what the lesson is there but my guess is it sounds a little like this remember kids don't send your prayers into space if you're not ready to spend the rest of your life in an intergalactic zoo and that's miss aubrey page in and regards to can fitting, of worms but i wouldn't why is it number 38? Exactly. It's like she kind of rags on it, and yet it's still number 38. Where was Strong on disagree. The well, that was all the way up at like, you know, As it should just be. below 1, 2, 3. Good. So it was, yeah, it was 4, 5, 6, 6, 5, 4. Yeah, good. I believe that's where it should be. But you would have switched Halloween. You prefer Halloween Town over Xenon, though. I do. Yeah, yeah I, I do want, too. I would like Halloween Town, the first one. I don't love any of the sequels you yeah, know right i'm excited to watch zine on the sequel because right. i haven't seen it in a very 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 long time Totes. so i might like it more than i like halloween town 2 but i don't know mm-hmm. we'll see we'll um there guys so we got to hear what miss aubrey page ranks us at um let's get to our rankings so out of 10 fat lip collars <laughs> all right which is barnabas's collar they were big fat lips out of 10 Fat lip collars. What would you rank can of worms, Josh? Considering the most memorable parts about the movie were things I disliked, <laughs> I would um, probably have to give it under a three. Okay. Maybe like a one or a two, depending on. We don't do halves, so. Mind. Maybe a two, just so I don't feel okay. bad, because I don't have a lot of comparison for other Disney movies uh-huh. to compare it with. Right. I feel really bad, because I told Josh, like, oh, this has aliens, you'll like it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remembered it really fondly, but then we watched it together, and his face, like, <laughs> he was so miserable. Probably um, by the bone scene, he was like, what have you done? Yeah, he was like, this Hardest is Hardest scene a- I ever sat through. <laughs> <laughs> and it- only went on for like 10 minutes oh man and guys. these guys watched the movie rubber which is just about a tire that murders people i like, think at least they're bringing that back to theaters by the way why did you have to say that i know you should see it <laughs> <laughs> i've seen this movie more times than i want to share with great people. film guys check it out if you haven't seen it <laughs> oh is that your recommendation Ooh, we fine. do that too yeah so. we'll do a yeah um i'm gonna give it a two as well two only because i think i gave you lucky dog a one uh Uh, and i think this is one point better but it's still really terrible there were there were more moments to like about this than you lucky dog you lucky dog yeah no no redeemable moments love julia so much like the or the woman that plays julia so much like yeah the character of erica christensen who by the way what was the fun fact you literally just found out jacob ruined my illusion of her um if you go to her imdb page she's a scientologist and i hope that we don't have any scientologist listeners yeah you might but (laughs) i do not care for this religion yeah (laughs) i have read too much and seen too many documentaries and it is a horrifying thing to me everybody deserves you know 
practice your own faith, whatever you believe, yes, that's all well course. and good. If it helps you, I'm all all in support. I'm just not in support of, yeah, the things that the documentaries have been made about. And I think Which, we can all agree that those yeah. things are not good. Right. You don't want other people's beliefs to hurt other people hmm. or to right. hurt people in the belief system. And that's what, unfortunately, yeah. it is. Um, but anyways, so I'm very upset right. about that because I think she's an incredible actress. Hmm. Um. And I stand by that. Like, I think she's great. Everything and she, I've yeah. ever seen her in, she's been so good. But, but that definitely does make you look at her a little different. It like, puts a lens in front of me yeah. that, or in front of her, yeah. rather. Um, Ooh, I wonder that, if she's in, like, any of these documentaries. I wonder if she's, oh, my no. God, I wonder if she's in their Scientology tapes, you know, that they maybe put out there. I wonder she's, if she's met Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. Well, you gotta. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Uh religion i guess um mm. and kind of fitting that she's in this isn't it like especially really that she's a scientologist yeah. <laughs> she probably saw the script and was like no this this i need to do this this is the one <laughs> interesting um okay so you know i'm i think that's uh i think we got two 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 oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's happening oh okay all right rate it your way you anyway two? so yeah i give it a two also now let's go through our recommendations josh talk about your recommendation rubber yeah rubber tell everybody a little bit about this movie well rubber's about a tire named robert who goes on a exciting journey where he uh discovers that he is now a live being even though he was once an inanimate object um he has a tragic love story in it and uh ends up uh eventually killing some still people a tire yeah, it's, it's still a tire, and, it, and there's guys, a love story. Yeah, when <laughs> when Josh told me about this movie, I thought first of all, it was a joke. I thought it was a joke. Um, when he showed me the trailer, I thought it was a joke, and then somehow I've watched it three times. Um, it's not good. It's not good. But Josh and people like minded. So um, we're gonna we're gonna have Jeremy on our podcast soon, and he is also a major fan of Rubber. Oh, no. So um, wow. there is a cult following yeah, there that there I don't is. really understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but Doesn't yeah, have okay. powers. Good, good not to spoil. Yeah, is that a spoiler? Uh, it's not a spoiler. It shows <laughs> it in the trailer. Um, the tire literally shakes and <laughs> like that, and then it explodes people. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Oh boy, um, it's interesting. Is this available on? Tire. Was this like a Netflix original or it no? Was no, not it was an before original. that. It was an indie film. Yeah. Um, but, but it did do its time on Netflix. Is it, it probably on available Netflix on YouTube? Probably available anywhere now. I don't know. Hmm. It's not on Netflix anymore, though. Is I don't it? believe it's currently on there. Yeah, hmm. it was one of the back before Netflix had everything. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. By the way, you can that. still get DVDs from Netflix in the mail. No, you cannot. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. Do Isn't that crazy? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's either yeah, you either you either get the DVDs in the mail or you get the streaming or you get the wow. streaming. You could do both, my but you are paying for both. I didn't like, know. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Um, so okay. My recommendation. Yeah. Is going to be also a terrible movie because I think it's fun. Ooh. Uh, Two twenty two. <laughs> which came up two, like two, two. it's crazy you guys like once you see it you're gonna see two 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 everywhere um, um oh which by the way <laughs> so we're calling it two 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 okay um so right, this it's actually is 222 i think so because it's two what do you call that like it's not it's a semicolon the time. it's a colon no, it's the time yeah mm-hmm. yeah but asterisk? there's a no it's oh. not symbol. an asterisk it's the two dots, the freaking two dots. <laughs> we sound so. Ed- I'm a college-educated person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what this what is. What the fuck called. they're called? 
And I bet there's even a more technical name for it. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a code or whatever. Anyways. If um, you look at a digital watch and you see a two and then there's those two dots and then there's two more twos. <laughs> that's is, what this movie is called. I felt like two, two, two. after watching this that it was a little bit of payback for Josh for making me watch rubber so many times uh, because this movie is really terrible. But. Why are if we recommending see, bad movies? Interesting. I think it's fun. Okay. Um, we wa- Jacob and I, and yeah. Josh ended up watching it too, but uh, Jacob and I went and saw How Did This Get Made when they came to Portland. And was this was our fun. movie. It was super fun. Mm. And honestly, it's fun to do a bad movie, yeah. um, especially to hear them rag on it too. It's just yeah. everybody's getting behind it. Um, no, it's like a movie about seeing numbers over and over again. Um, and a guy also, ends up being able to, like, change time he figures out his day like (laughs) yeah the day is numbers up um the whole thing is really weird and it is really bad but the two main characters have some chemistry yeah um yep that's about it that's about watch it just to and you will never look at air traffic controllers the same way again it will (laughs) like airports will cause you a whole new level of anxiety yeah we we watched that, and then two weeks later, Josh and I got on a plane to go to Vegas, and we both just kept staring at the traffic control center, and we were like, uh, "Are they? Like, They're just up there, just there? fucking around." <laughs> like it, this movie portrays air traffic controllers as like it's like Top Gun up there. <laughs> it's like, it was so hey, well, hey, catch this! Oh, whoa! And oh, like also, sliding these different things and stuff. There's um, what is it called? Like aerodynamic dancing like oh god is that what it's called right. something like that it's like circus delay dancing like circus people are delay. hanging Silks. from the silk yeah, dancing. from the ceiling with silk strings and they're it's dancing and, and that was actually pretty cool honestly pretty best part of the whole movie <laughs> <laughs> so it's so weird because that movie had money yeah weird they did. anyways um, uh, so, so that's watch my that recommendation and then watch it. keep an eye out for the hd uh oh shit why did i start myself off down that path (laughs) (laughs) the how did this get made (laughs) yeah the how did this get made episode featuring portland oregon because we were in the audience you can hear us laugh yes you can um and okay my recommendation i'm gonna go the opposite direction though i gotta recommend a good movie because i'm all writing this high i just saw the movie uncut gems which stars adam sandler and is directed by the softy brothers which also look into them uh they are kind of they're new to the scene or i mean they've been around but they're new um to the spotlight um they're known for being pretty indie filmmakers but now with this this is kind of uh breaking them breaking them onto the scene um and it's one of adam sandler's best performances uh best one since punch drunk love um and it just, guys, it just, it's just, I don't want to give anything away. All you need to know is that it's about a guy named Howard. Um, he's a degenerate gambler, and he's got debts coming his way that he needs to pay. And that's really, I mean, mm. that's all you need to know. Um, really beautiful, high-octane action. Had me on the edge of my seat the whole time, and that's not easy to do. Like, I'm pretty desensitized by this point. Right. Um, Absolutely. I can't wait to see it. It sounds amazing. Yeah, really good. Um, so that's our recommendations. That's our Collider Magazine. All right. Well, I think, uh, with that, we're going to wrap things up here. Um, tune in next week. We're going to be watching the movie, um, Smart House. No, we're not. No. 
No. No. Next week, we'll be watching the 13th year, and you guys are going to hear all about how I love it when babies get abandoned. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. That's a good episode, actually. Um, I'm really excited. Yeah, 13th year is good. So tune in next week for the 13th year, a movie that Casey remembers fondly and I remember less fondly. So excited, you guys. And hear us talk about it. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, You can follow us. I am at Casey Schwartz, and we are, as a podcast, on Instagram at Disney Channel Surfers. You can email us. At Disney Channel Surfers at gmail.com. Um, we're what? also on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and like us, comment, ask us questions. Share us. Like us. Subscribe. Um, we're available us. pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Google all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you, Josh, for being here. It was great to have you. My pleasure. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us, Riding the Waves of Nostalgia. Bye. Later.